Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. I'm your host for today, Charles Goodsir. Unfortunately, Daniel Pettigrew is away this morning, but I'm here filling in the chair right here on SEN 1170, or if you're listening uh, in Queensland, SENQ 693 AM, or if you're in the Gold Coast, that is uh, SEN 1620 AM, or if you're listening anywhere around the world, that's on the SEN app. A lot to unpack uh, this morning. A massive weekend in sport, as always. But for the first time in a very, very long time, we had our first look at uh, some NRL, some rugby league. So very much looking forward to diving into the results there. Plenty to unpack. As well as uh, results in the cricket overnight as well. England versus India. Also, UFC 298 as well. Unfortunately, our man, Alexander Volkanovsky, maybe, you know, it might be time to put up the gloves. Who knows? Another defeat yesterday. We'll we'll unpack all of that. And as well, we'd love to hear what you think about all the weekend's action as well. So please fire through on the open line, 1300-01-1170 or text through at 0457-736-736. We're doing the show today for Makita. Makita XGT, experience professional cordless power without limits, convenience, unmatched performance, innovation, and power without limits. That's for Makita XGT. Alrighty, let's get into the main topic of discussion this morning, and that is the Rugby League is back. We had the trial matches over the weekend, so I'm going to pack all those results for you. In case you missed it on the Thursday night, the Bulldogs beating the Storm 24-12. to And then on the Saturday, the Newcastle Knights, look, they were a bit shaky to start with. I think they had completion rates of one off their first four sets, but they bounced back nicely, defeating the Sharks 44-18 to in Gosford. It was a doubleheader in Gosford on the Saturday because then the Roosters played the Seagulls straight afterwards as well. Uh, the Roosters down in the Seagulls in that fixture, 36-22. to 22. Later on on that Saturday, it was a pretty tense first half, but then the Canberra Raiders ran away with it in the end. Uh, the Raiders 38 over the Eels 16. And then following that, we had the Charity Shield match, and it was, it was pretty good early. And I know a lot of Dragons fans are a bit pessimistic about the season, but it was 6-all uh, at halftime. You know, th- they looked pretty good, but unfortunately, they just faded away. In the second half, the Rabbitohs claiming the Charity Shield for another season yet again. The score line reading there, 28-6. to six. That was at Netstrade Jubilee Stadium. Uh, and then the fixtures on Sunday. We started off uh, with the Warriors hosting the Tigers in Christchurch. A sold-out crowd in Christchurch as well. That was fantastic to see. Uh, so the Tigers, uh, new life under Benji Marshall. Uh, they got the win, 18-16. to 16, And they looked pretty good. I'd love to hear from any Tigers fans this morning. What did you make of the team? I, I thought they looked pretty good. I thought Aiden Caesar and Jaden Sullivan looked like a pretty good halves combination. Uh, it's been interesting to see there. And if any Warriors fans are listening, I would love to hear what you thought of Roger Tuivasa-Sheck's return as well. He made that crunching tackle uh, in the first half to save that uh, would-be intercept try. 
And then we went to Mackay on the Sunday afternoon as well, where the Cowboys hosted the Broncos. The Broncos, too good in the end, 46 to 20. Uh, just constant tries all throughout, starting with Corey Oates in the first minute as well. And we saw Selwyn Cobbo for the first time in the centers. Would love to hear from Broncos fans. What did you think about Selwyn Cobbo's move to the centers? He didn't look out of place at all. And I heard afterwards on the commentary as well that, you know, it, it took a little bit of getting used to, but uh, I think he, he found his way uh, quite nicely. And he's, uh, he's enjoying working with his halves partner uh, a lot more. So it will be interesting to see how that develops throughout the season. So 46 to 20, not, not a close game by any stretch, but I'd love for everyone uh, at some point today, look at the KO Mini or, or the KO highlights or the replay or whatever. Just have a look at Jackson Perdue from the Cowboys in the 79th minute. It was the final try of the game, and it was an absolute cracker. Um, so that's definitely one to watch, and that's definitely one to look out for for Cowboys fans throughout the year. And then finally, ending of the game at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Uh, the Dolphins, again, the better of the Titans, who are under new management, of course, as well. Uh, they're, they're being coached by the legendary Des Hasler. Uh, 26 to 14 in that game. Herbie Farnworth got his first try for the, uh, in Dolphins colours. Um, it was a pretty good game uh, for the first half. The Dolphins were, were all over the Titans, like a bad rash, but it was actually the Titans who went into halftime leading 8 to 4. Uh, but then a late, uh, sort of a late flurry after the 57th minute, we saw uh, plenty of tries from the Dolphins who then ran away with a fixture 26 to 14. So that was the first round of the preseason challenge. Now, of course, there is a table with the preseason challenge. There, there is a monetary incentive uh, up for grabs. Now, here is where it stands. After that big win against the Sharks, it's the Knights who are currently on top with uh, 15 competition points. Then it's the Raiders in second place. They're also on 15 competition points, but with a slightly worse points differential. Uh, the Knights have 26, the Raiders 22. The Dolphins then also on 15 points. The Broncos 14, Roosters 14, Bulldogs 14, West Tigers 14. We have the Rabbitohs 13, and then picking up a couple of bonus points in their matches as well. The Warriors and the Eels both have one point. And then all sharing no points throughout the preseason challenge. Uh, we've got the Titans, Storm, Seagulls, Dragons, Cowboys, and Sharks. Now, the obvious question here for everyone is that, look, it, it is the preseason. But what did you make of it? I, I know the Bulldogs fans were up and about uh, after their win over the Storm. Me as a Knight supporter, I'm, I'm very encouraged with what I saw against the Sharks. I'm sure... Uh, Tigers fans will be ecstatic that they, they got a win under new management. Uh, Dragons fans, like I said, look, they were optimistic in the first half, but it faded away late. And I know there are some people, especially online, especially SEN producer Nathan Brooks, who said the club's never been in a worse state after that game. And he's just not looking forward to the season at all. The Broncos continued where they left off. The Dolphins looked really good. I really enjoyed seeing Herbie Farnworth in the centres. I think he's a great addition to the side. But do you read a lot into these preseason fixtures? It's it, it's a fair question, I think. Look, a lot of the time, you you're playing sort of your your first stringers for the first maybe thirty, you know, first half even, and then you sort of put your you know your your reserve grade players, even maybe your third string players in there just to get a bit of game time, just to see how it is. So 
I'd love to know, are you reading a lot into your team's results over the weekend? Would love to hear your thoughts. Are you happy with how they went? Are you are you a bit uh, unhappy? Let me know uh, on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, Or if you simply want to text through, that number is 0457736736. Would love to hear from you this morning. Uh, looking ahead at next week's fixtures, it starts with a pretty good game on the Friday night. We've got a double header out at Belmore, which is fantastic. We've got the Rabbitohs hosting the Roosters. And even though that's a pre-season game, I'm sure people will be chomping at the bit to, to see these old foes uh, battle each other out. And then we've got the Sharks and the Bulldogs at Belmore as well. And then th- now this one's really interesting on the Saturday. The Storm and the Knights in Fiji of all places. That's at Churchill Park in Atuolka. Um, so that game is in Fiji, so that'll be very exciting to see. And then at Go Media Stadium in Auckland, the Warriors hosting the Dolphins. That's still on the Saturday at 3.45 p.m. local time here in Sydney. And then at Four Pines Park, if you're not doing anything on the Saturday afternoon, highly recommend getting this one. This one starts at 5.55. The Seagulls hosting the Broncos, and I'm, I'm sure all the stars won't be playing that game, but I still think it'll be a wonderful Saturday afternoon out at Brookvale. And then in Mudgee, the Dragons hosting the Tigers. That game kicks off at 8 on the Saturday. Then looking at the Sunday fixtures, the Raiders hosting the Cowboys. That's at Seifert Oval in Queen Bien. And then rounding off, it is the Gold Coast Titans uh, hosting the Parramatta Eels at North Ipswich Reserve in Ipswich. But of course, that's not the only fixture as well. We've also got the World Club Challenge. Also, that's early uh, morning, uh, 7 a.m. on the 25th of February local time. That's at Wigan, of course. The Wigan Warriors hosting the Panthers to see who is the best rugby league team in the world currently. So very interested to see that. And now, just a, a, a bit of news from the uh, week of the trials is that Dom Young, uh, the recruit uh, for the Sydney Roosters, he was the victim of a nasty, nasty crusher tackle, which was very unfortunate to see. Uh, but he is going to miss the trip to Las Vegas, the historic trip to Las Vegas, which look, nobody wants to see. There were some pretty scary scenes over the weekend, which saw him... Uh, of precautionary as well, but he was put in a put in a neck brace and and transported off. So, yeah, Star Roosters recruit Dom Young. He's been forced out of the club's historic season opener in Las Vegas after being hospitalised by a crusher tackle. Young will meet with specialists on Monday after initial scans had cleared the English flyer of any bone damage suffered in a tackle. That was by Manly's Tofa Sipley. So follow-up scans late on Sunday, however, confirmed Young had sustained ligament damage ruling him out of the March 3 season opener against the Broncos at Allegiant Stadium. Roosters officials are hopeful a long turnaround to a round two clash against Manly in three weeks will give Young enough time to recover and only miss one game for his new club. So Young posted a message on Instagram after being discharged from hospital on Saturday night, saying, I'm all good and appreciate the messages. So what for Topher Sipley? Well, he was hit on Sunday with a second uh, three-match ban for a crusher tackle in a year the incident, uh, with weight added to his penalty by tackle on the Gold Coast Phillips Sami last April. So, simply will miss Manly's Vegas trip now, as well as rounds two and three against the Roosters and the Eels. Uh, that is, of course, unless he successfully challenges his suspension. So, not not the best news for uh, for the Roosters. Dom Young, probably their star recruit. Very sad not to see him at my Newcastle Knights, but he was a fantastic signing, but yeah, fortunately, just a victim of a really nasty crusher tackle. So, 
it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he holds up. That they're hopeful, and that they're very optimistic that he'll just miss that one game. But it's what a game to miss as well. That 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 Las Vegas Allegiant Stadium season opener. There's there's so much hype around it now. Would love to hear if you're going. I'm very jealous if you are. Uh, so feel free to gloat on the text line 0457736736. So a lot to unpack from a big weekend in the rugby league trials. As I said beforehand, would love to get any of your thoughts. Are you reading into your team's results or are you just sort of downplaying them a little bit? Would love to hear uh, what you have to say on the matter. We're going to take a break here on Tradies News in a nutshell. Bossy and Brandy, not too far away this morning. They'll be live 6 a.m. in Sydney or 5 a.m. Um, in Queensland uh, before Patton Heels. Their special guest today, Australian cricket legend Ricky Ponting, will join the show. So you do not want to miss that one at all. Stay tuned right after Tradies News in a nutshell. It'll be breakfast with Bossy and Brandy. Stick around. Welcome back to Tradies News in a Nutshell. I'm your host for this morning, Charles Goodsir. Unfortunately, Daniel Pettigrew is away, uh, but filling in the chair for him uh, for Tradies News in a Nutshell. Right before we get to breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, and as I mentioned before, we head to, headed to a break. Special guest today, Ricky Ponting, Australian cricket legend, now commentator, now coach as well. We'll be coaching the Washington Freedom. Uh, plenty of questions to ask Ricky Ponting, as always. So if you've got a question for uh, Vosky and Brandy, fire them in here, 0457 736 736. Uh, we'll read some of the best ones out, uh, Breakfast with Vosky and Brandy. But stick around. That's coming up at 6 a.m. Uh, and uh, at 6 a.m. New South Wales time. And for Queensland, that will be coming up at 5 a.m. So make sure to stick around for Breakfast with Vosky and Brandy. Uh before I headed to the break, I was also talking about the pre-season trials as well, whether you're reading into them at all. And a couple of you have had your say on the text line. A reminder, that's 0457 736 736. Uh, just make sure to put your name uh, on them as well. So I've got this one from Russell from Rosebury. Look, he's a Roosters fan. He's a bit disappointed that Dom Young is injured, he says. But he said, very impressed with what they had, especially considering uh, the hype around Manly. Uh, entering the season, so a good win for my Chucky. So that's good to hear, Russell from Rosebury. This one from 141, please put your name to your text, uh, but very much appreciate this one, saying that he, he's not reading too much into the Sharks' loss, but says there are some concerning signs. Nico Hines wasn't available, nor Braden Trindle, because, of course, they they'll play that All-Stars match, the Indigenous All-Stars and the Maori All-Stars. So, yep, he's looking to... Uh, one for one is is choosing to look at life, you know, half full I think rather than half empty. And then this one coming from seven nine two, he says a long season ahead for the Dragons. And I'm afraid I have to agree with you there seven nine two. But look, we, we saw Carl Flanagan um, uh, in his colours uh, in the new Dragons colours for the first time. He was actually on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy on Friday. Uh, have a listen to what he had to say with, when he caught up with Vossi and Brandy. Sexton, quick hands along. Waddell, a fan. He's beaten the defence. Support inside. Flanagan on and scores a drive. Kyle Flanagan. He's in the halves for the Dragons for the Charity Shield, which was one of the more, well, it is a traditional pre-season game. It means more than just a, a trial, and he's probably tapped into that this week. Kyle Flanagan, 
Welcome to Breakfast with Vossi and James Magnuson, the missile. Hey, boys. Thanks for having me on, mate. And, um, yeah, as you said before, mate, looking forward to my uh, first Charity Shield game on uh, tomorrow night. Kyle, you probably went down to St. George thinking playing maybe more of a hooker role. At, at least that's what your dad Shane said. But now you find yourself in the, in the halves. You're looking forward to the challenge at 5'8 and also lining up next to Ben Hunt. Yeah, for sure, mate. Obviously, I came down here just for an opportunity and um, sort of as a uh, utility role and um, was really enjoying my time playing hooker towards the back end of last year. But I've um, been training the halves so far and, um, yeah, training alongside Ben Hunt's been really good. I've been learning so much off him and I'm looking forward to um, starting a combination uh, tomorrow night. How has pre-season been down at the Dragons? You've been in a number of clubs now, so you can compare to previous pre-seasons. Are you, are you impressed with the club? Yeah, I think so, mate. It's always um, nice having a fresh start. Can't uh, probably compare them too much because they're all they're all pretty hard. But I've been really enjoying training down here in Wollongong, um, on the beach, get the jump in the water after training. So, um, yeah, everyone's feeling fit, fast, and ready to play some footy. And um, yeah, can't wait to play my first charity shield, as I said. All right, enough of that. We're going to get personal now, Cole. Um, the relation, <laughs> <laughs> and I loved working. I got to say, I loved working with your old man on Fox League. Learned a lot. A great man to talk football with, um, Shane Flanagan. Uh, are you still are you at home um, with now that you're being coached by your dad at the Dragons? Are you living at home or not? Nah, Vossi, I probably got out maybe two years ago. Um, yeah, mate, it was probably annoying me too much. <laughs> nah, nah, mate, I've been out for two years and uh, with my partner now. Yep. All right. Um, now, has um, what what's the conversation that you had once you were signed, sealed, and delivered with the Dragons? What did Dad? Say to you, it's it's not just dad and son; it's coach and player. What what was the conversation? Yeah, I guess I guess when I probably signed here, that was never sort of the you know one of the reasons I came down here. I just sort of came down here for the opportunity, and um, you know, as a utility player, as as I said, and um, having the father son combinations obviously a bonus. And you know, a couple of years ago, I probably thought that never would pop up again, but um, our paths crossed, and um, you know, I just been really enjoying coming to the same workplace every day and. Um, striving for the same goal and all we want to do is win and um, I'm sure there's going to be challenges during the year but um, a lot of think we're you know we're both a bit older now he definitely is but um, <laughs> yeah look, I'm looking forward to that challenge mate. Has your dad ever coached you previously through any age group football as a youngster? Yeah mate he gave me my debut at Cronulla um, we've only played together in the one game so um, yeah back in 2018 um, for Cronulla I made my debut under him. Uh, so, yeah, just more on that. Is it is it enjoyable that like it's probably something we've asked Nathan along the way, and and yeah, you know, there's Jacob Arthur who was coached by Brad. Is it enjoyable, or does it put some different pressures on having your dad as coach? Oh, I think you can probably look at it both sides of the ball, but like I, I just think about the good times that we're you know we're working towards about you know post game singing a song and you know about a sit in the shed and have a beer after the game there. The moments that I'm sort of picturing in my head mm. where obviously there's going to be times where you, you might have a few losses on the trot, which are going to be challenging. But, you know, I think those sweeter times definitely make it a lot more better. I can empathise with Kyle in some ways, Vossie. I had my mum as my school teacher. Oh, wow. Yes. Year 11 and 12, oh, modern history. Mrs. Magnuson was, was my school teacher. We didn't get to sit and have beers together and celebrate. No. Test results. Well, you were so, on detention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, 
has he given you any sprays, Kyle? Like if you put a foot out of line, obviously there'd be no special treatment. Any, any sprays this preseason off the old man? I actually got asked a similar question the other day at our season launch, and uh, it would have been one of my first days, one of my first weeks down here at, at the Dragons. And actually, we all, every team runs a 1.2 time trial, and I I missed a 20 meter uh, 20 meter effort on the time trial, and I uh, definitely heard about that for the next couple of weeks. So. Uh, that was my first spray, uh, missing out on the 20-metre sprint on the uh, the 1.2. All right, so he's running a tight ship, uh, Shane Flanagan, your dad. Kyle, from what you've learned, it's a, it's a question we're asking you on the fan this year, actually, on Fox League, player advice. Um, on what you've learned on your career, and there's been a few ups and downs along the way, what advice do you want to hand out? Um, the, the journey that's got you to this point in your career, and, a, and you know, a few clubs now as well, what, what advice do you hand out? What have you learned? Um, I probably learned that things can change around really quickly. I think, um, like I look at the the back end of last year where I wasn't playing first grade, and then once I got my opportunity to play back in first grade, I just took it with both hands. And you know, a, a few good games can really change the season around. So, um, yeah, I'm just focused on staying positive, and um, you know, if you focus on playing well one week, you're only as good as your last game. And um, yeah, that's probably my advice uh, to young fellas going forward. Kyle, I'm sure all the players are aware that the hottest 100 of NRL players came out earlier this week. Blake Laurie was number 45. A little bit of a bolter. Uh, didn't see your name on the list. Has Blake Laurie been layering up a bit at training after making the hottest 100 players in the NRL? <laughs> he definitely has, mate. There's definitely a bit of stick given to uh, Zach Lamax. I believe he was uh, rated a bit higher than him, so... Mm. I'm not too sure if Blake Laurie uh, has been you know, doing some personal voting. I'm not too sure how it works, but um, there's definitely been some chat around training. Yeah. I, now, listen, this is a multiple choice question that's come in for you. Uh, does Cole call Shane Flanagan the coach? Dad, coach, Flano or Shane? So A, dad, B, coach, C, Flano, D, Shane. <laughs> I'm not too sure, to be honest. I'm thinking I might just go coach. It's a bit funny when someone says Flano and we both turn around. So we're still <laughs> yes. sort of working that out if it's going to be junior or, you know, just we both just keep turning our head. But, um, yeah, it's a bit of a tough one at the moment. We're still working it out, to be honest. Just on uh, on the field. So coach, dad, Flano, Shane yeah. came out and said that uh, whilst you were playing in the number six jersey, you, you were going to be the one leading the team around the park to – take a bit of responsibility off Ben Hunt. Uh, what is your role going to be in this, this charity shield? Are you going to be calling the shots, doing the fair share of kicking, or um, where, where do you see your role in the team? Yeah, I like to think it's going to be a good balance um, throughout the year. I don't, obviously, um, you know, Ben's the captain of the club, and um, he's the leader, so I don't want to, you know, um, you know, walking in this team, I've got to earn the respect of the playing group, but um, I look at the last couple of years, and a lot of the pressures have been put on Ben Hunt when it comes to the last players and directing the team around. So whenever I can um, you know, take some, some pressure off him, I'll definitely do it, whether that's kicking the ball on last play and directing the team around. I think it's going to be a balance issue. Well, fans can go along and watch you live at uh, Cogra tomorrow night, second match of a double header. Uh, viewers can watch the Fox League coverage. In fact, four games on tomorrow, back to back to back to back to back. Uh, finishing with the Dragons and the Rabbitohs after 8 o'clock uh, tomorrow night. Kyle, all the best for that game and, of course, right across the season. Thank you for coming on the show. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. There he is, the number 101 best-looking player in the NRL, Kyle Flanagan. <laughs> just, just outside. He just missed. Blake Laurie. 
that was must have been friends, family. Yeah. The lorries united to get him up to number forty-five. Yeah, uh, nice reaction to an interview with uh, Pele Papali too. Um, Wendy from Warner's Bay says, "Oh my God, guys, I've had tears in my eyes. Love this story, Bulldogs fan too. Great to hear the mum involvement, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, you know, Dad had this thought, but Mum was the one who drove the you know drove the boy to the rugby league career at five. Beautiful." Um, and Big G says, yeah, nice interview. Canterbury boy can hopefully make good local junior through and through. Uh, Joash Papali, remember, remember the name. This is Breakfast with Vossi and the Missile on uh, SEN 11.70am on a Friday morning. Yeah, so that was the interview with uh, new Dragons playmaker Carl Flanagan. I'd love to hear from Dragons fans how you thought he went over the weekend in the trial matches. Uh, that number for the text line, have your say, 0457 736. You can have your say like the big G has had his say this morning. He says, good morning, Charles. Trials are good for blowing out cobwebs for everyone involved in the game. Cheers, the big G. Big G, couldn't agree with you more. Uh, and, and I think a lot of the games, they start out very rusty. There are a lot of penalties, a lot of, a lot of errors, plenty of knock-ons, especially in that Knights game as well. Um, the Knights and the Sharks. So look, there, there, there's plenty to take out from those games, but I do agree. It's sort of just getting a feel back into the season get some run into the legs, get, get a feel for the other teams as well. So agree with you there, Big G. We're going to take a break here on Traders News in a nutshell, but just a reminder that uh, Vossie and Brandy are coming up at 6 a.m. Uh, New South Wales time, 5 a.m. Queensland time. Their special guest this morning, it's a big one, Australian cricket legend Ricky Ponting. Stick around. <laughs> Good morning and welcome back to Tradies News in a Nutshell. I'm your host, Charles Goodsir, filling in for Daniel Pettigrew this morning. Just filling in the chair, keeping the seat warm before the main show, the Plat du Jour, breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, back again for another big week. 6am New South Wales, 5am Queensland. Uh, their special guest today, I'm taming it home again, but it's Australian legend Ricky Ponting, probably my favourite player growing up. So if you've got a question for him at all, Please fire through on that text line 0457 736 736. We'll read the best ones out to him this morning. But the big uh, stuff today, we've been talking about the NRL trials. Um, plenty of you having your say. This one coming from the Chookman on the text line 0457 736 736. He says, Hi, Charles. I don't read too much into trials. Last year, Manly flogged the Raiders and then missed the eight. Great to see the footy back, though. Cheers from the Chookman. Chookman, can't agree with you more on that. I, I sort of see the, the trials as a bit of a hit out. I don't really look at the scoreline. I look at how players perform. Um, and even though the Tigers got the win yesterday, only by two points as well, really could have gone either way. I was very impressed with the way they played. They look energetic. I think there's a breath of fresh air uh, at Concord. I think Jaden Sullivan looked really good. I thought Aiden Caesar looked excellent. So... Very interested to see how that goes as well. And, and Chookman, I know you're a big uh, Chookies man as well. Uh, I thought the Brewsters looked really good. Uh, um, and I'm very, very upset to see Dom Young in the tricolours, but I can't deny that he, he adds a lot to, to that roster as well. So great to hear. Uh, so we're going to switch lanes at the moment now. We're going to chat NBL because we had our final round of matches uh, over the weekend. Uh, on the Thursday night, the, the Hawks defeating the Wildcats, 108-92 to to secure their spot. The New Zealand Breakers, uh, they defeated the Brisbane Bullets, 103-87. to The Cairns Taipans defeated Melbourne United, 97-88. to uh, The Sydney Kings had a big win and a much-needed win against the South East Melbourne Phoenix, 122-67. to 
has many jack jumpers getting the job over, done over the Wildcats, uh, 86 to 72. Melbourne United defeating the Hawks, 92 to 87. Uh, and then yesterday, the Adelaide 36ers over New Zealand Breakers, 76 to 70. So those were the results. Now this is what the table looks like. So in last place, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, the Adelaide 36ers in ninth, then the Cairns Taipans, and then the Brisbane Bullets are just missing out, narrowly missing out on the playing uh, spot. Now the top two teams, Melbourne United and the Perth Wildcats, they're both through. They're locked in uh, for the finals. The top two go straight on to the playoffs. And then from three to six, so we've got the Jack Jumpers in third, Illawarra Hawks in fourth, Sydney Kings in fifth, and the New Zealand Breakers in sixth. They now go into the play-in tournament. So this is what uh, the games look like now. So on Wednesday night, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers will host the Illawarra Hawks. And then the Sydney Kings, uh, also on that Wednesday, will host the New Zealand Breakers. Now, the Illawarra Hawks is a fascinating story. And Matt Russell, the commentator for the NBL, actually joined Vossi uh, and the Missile as well on Friday. Take a listen to what he had to say about the chances for the Illawarra Hawks in the playoffs. Come on, come on, let's get together. Uh, thank you, Vanessa. Breakfast powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter shaping and building Australia together. Just some other news coming through. Um, not a good story. An 80-year-old man has driven a car off a five-metre embankment in Mossman. Uh, emergen emergency services currently on the scene trying to free him there. I was thinking about Lee Hedgepin. Tell us, for our Tuesday segment, that maths audio, what can what, what are the rules now around TV? Like, seriously. That was 7.30 like, at unbeat. night on a weeknight. Yeah, so what... Can we check with Lee? What the hell? Like, can if people put in a complaint, would that get it off? I, I always say, if you if you're not if you're offended or you're going to complain, don't watch. It's quite easy. Watch something yeah. else. But that is uh, that was no holds barred. Absolutely. The other thing that I think is a bit strange is they have ads for sex toys during the show. Again, seven thirty at night on a weeknight. Kids are still up and about at that point. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Vossi. Yes. NBL overnight. Now, we've got Matt Russell on the line. You can, of course, hear Matt Russell every Saturday morning on SEN Illawarra, 15.75 a.m., hosting Saturdays in the Gong. It's also the lead into the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN here in Sydney. Now, he was at the NBL last night. Morning, Matt. James, Andrew, good morning. Great night last night for the Hawkies. Yeah, you kept saying in the commentary, while it wasn't the biggest crowd of the year, it was the noisiest crowd of the year, and they had plenty to celebrate. So... You tell the story because you've been there every home game this year for the Hawks. This is the wooden absolute. spooner of last year going like absolute busted through the first nine rounds this year. And what happened next? I love a great sports story. They were two and seven running last off their worst season in history with only three wins last year and thinking they're destined to win back-to-back -back wooden spoons. All of a sudden, they changed the coach bring in Justin Tatum, who wasn't actually even part of the coaching team at the time. He was a coaching consultant out here just to get his sort of lay of the land when it came to being a coach down the track. He'd never coached a professional men's basketball team before at senior level. He comes in, and under his guidance, they are now 12 and 6. He and John Rilly, the opposition coach last night, have the most wins in the league since Justin Tatum took over the Hawks' job. So it's an amazing story. A bit of a fairy tale for the Hawks after so much misery. And last night, the crowd knew that, I think. And they said, we're going to make so much noise against a team that 
routinely has flogged us. The Hawks' worst record in the NBL is against the Perth Wildcats. Well, this year, they're the only team to sweep the Wildcats and they've inflicted Perth's three biggest losses of the season. That's the team running second. So it was a real party mood last night because that stamped their ticket to the postseason. And chances are now they'll finish fourth and host at least one postseason game. It's been an incredible recovery under Justin Tatum, who, of course, has a famous name. He's Justin Tatum. Son, Jason Tatum, is starring in the uh, NBA as a possible MVP. Just on the NBA, uh, Vossi was telling me there was a bunch of scouts there last night from the NBA courtside. Regular, just have six, seven, eight scouts from the States. They're out here to watch the likes of Alex Saar. Now, he plays for Perth. He's the mooted number one draft pick. But, of course, as they're out here to watch blokes like Alex Saar and AJ Johnson, uh, they're also seeing the likes of Gary Clark, who's been to the NBA came down under to Australia and has absolutely shone for the Illawarra Hawks. He was huge again last night. Bryce Cotton will win the MVP at the Andrew Gaze Awards on Monday night, but Gary Clark couldn't be too far behind. And there are a host of Hawks who impress young, impressionable minds like Harry Voss uh, up there in the Highlands. That's I know true. Wang Jung Lee is one of them, but, but Gary Clark, Voss, he couldn't be too far behind on Harry's list of favourites. Oh, when Froling's on, um, yeah, he loves Johnson's got a bit of the, you know, the bit of the um, showtime about him, doesn't he? Like he can slam dunk and hang from the hoop and all that, and, and the kids love that. So there's, they are well worth watching. It's not just the fact they've turned it around, got results. They're actually great to watch. Fantastic to watch, and that's the crowd last night was so loud. And here's the quirky thing: we've had Hawks teams over past years that probably have been better on paper and been better positioned on the ladder for most of the season, yet crowds have struggled. For some reason, this team this year has appealed to the Illawarra Sporting Faithful, and now crowds are regularly up near capacity of 5,000. Um, we don't need Andrew Voss and Harry Voss to come down to double the crowd figures like earlier in the season. They're coming of their own accord. <laughs> so, big question, last one. How far can they go? Can, can this become... An absolutely, you know, fairy city. Absolute fairy tale. Yeah. Last to first. Absolutely. People were saying the Hawks can't make the finals. Guess what? They have. People were saying the Hawks can't make the top four. Guess what? They have. They said they can't host a home final. Guess what? They will. Who's saying now they can't win a championship? They've Mm. beaten the team running second three times. Melbourne's form isn't exactly as strong as it was earlier in the season. I say go the Hawks. Big time to be a sports fan in the Illawarra. Bulleye Gold Cup tonight, as you just previewed. Charity Shield tomorrow and the Hawks winning last night. Life is good again. You're a good man, Matt Russell. And you've done a terrific job on the uh, basketball, always up and about. And um, you got to experience a good night there last night. Thanks for making yourself available this morning. Women's All-Stars tonight, Vossi, followed by the men on Fox League. We're back and it's a big year ahead. Yeah, good on you, Matt Russell. One of the most talented broadcasters in the country. Fox League, lucky to have him where... Happy to call him a mate and part of the SEN team, and he loves his basketball. I have, I've won you over. Like, you, I, I can go back months, and you said, I've never been to an NBL game. And we said, well, we're going to get you to a Kings game. Paul Smith wants you to a Kings game. Yep. Now, Hawks you, game. you've hopped in the Hawks. You've got on a Tatum bus. You're it. Yes. What a story. Vossi, of course, you can watch all of the Hungry Jacks NBL live on ESPN. Yes, and thanks for making the switch to breakfast with Vossi and Brandy with the, the missile uh, this morning here on the Home of Sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. We're here for Brydon's Lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brydon's Lawyers. The last part of the show before Morning Glory with Matty Johns comes online.
uh, is all you. one 300 the open line number, and we'll try and rip through as many texts as we possibly can. Yeah, that was Matt Russell there on breakfast with Vossi and the Missile. Uh, that was on the Friday. And so, yes, the Illawarra Hawks have booked their place in the NBA, play-in tournament uh, following last season where they finished last. So a massive turnaround there for the Illawarra Hawks. We're going to take a break here on Tradies News in a nutshell. And uh, after the break, we'll wrap up with some of the other sports results that have happened. But make sure to stay tuned. Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy is not too far away. Welcome back to Tradies News. In a nutshell, I'm your host, Charles Goodsir, filling in for Daniel Pettigrew, who is away today. Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, not too far away now. Uh, they'll be joined by a very, very special guest, uh, Ricky Ponting. So if you've got a question for the great man, Punter, 0457 736 736. And I'm sure the best ones will be read out to him later on the show. A couple of you going through the tax line. This one coming from 919. He says, Mr. Good Sir, Big Ted on the app from Auckland. How good was Roger Tuivasa-Sheck? Welcome home, legend. Also, points of note, Walsh looks as deadly as ever. And Ponga's Knights might be launching a crusade like when Joey went the blind side. Well, thank you very much, Big Ted, for getting through on the app. Yeah, it was good to see um, RTS back in show. Um, and I also think, yeah, Reese Walsh looked in sparkling form in that first half. Uh, and then this one from 676 Morning. The, the trials are a necessary evil, but the carry-on by the West Tigers beating 12 players for 60 minutes does my head in. They would carry on a treat if they want a meat tray. I hope they don't improve at all. That's a bit harsh to say. Uh, uh, 676, I'd love to hear which team you support. But I think for the Tigers, I think, look, I, I agree, look, that you know they beat up on you know uh, 12 men for, for an hour, but... I think the way they played was very exciting. I, I think they looked like a pretty, you know, well-organized, uh, well-drilled machine. So I'd just be fascinated to see, you know, how that translates for the rest of the year. I, I hope they do improve. You know, no one wants to see a team just, you know, land bass at the bottom uh, for eternity. So, yeah. That. Now let's have a look at some of the other results uh, in sport. Um, in the Sheffield Shield, Will Pukowski... Three years after his last century, which was in fact a double century, he's posted uh, his first time since then against New South Wales, a gritty century lasting well over 270 deliveries to get there. Uh, the scorecard, so New South Wales in the first innings were bowled out for 252. In reply, Victoria, six declared for 454. Tons, Nick Maddinson, Peter Hanscom, and of course, Will Pukowski as well. 131 top scoring in that innings. Uh, he's dealt with a lot of issues uh, over the last three years or so. Uh, the big ones obviously being concussion. But he's also had some mental health demons as well. So it's nice to see him get back on the park. But the best thing as well is seeing him get back in uh, the runs as well. So excellent to see you there. Uh, in reply, uh, New South Wales currently 3 for 40 at Stumps. Uh, they resume play today. They'll resume play at 9.30 due to the rain. That game's at the SCG. So if you're around the SCG... Today, if you've got time, make sure to head out and, and check the Sheffield Shield. New South Wales will certainly be trying to bat out for the draw. Uh, in the other match, uh, Queensland easily defeated uh, South Australia. Uh, and then also uh, Tasmania, currently leading WA by 449 runs. Uh, they'll likely declare overnight. And West Australia will be chasing down a total of 450. Uh, Tasmania, look, they struggled early. They were... 
183 uh, at once uh, in the first innings, bowled out. Then in response, Western Australia uh, all out for 271. And then Tasmania, they're showing why they're top of the table for the Sheffield Shield. Eight declared, uh, well, no, sorry, eight rather for 537. Uh, Caleb Jewell with a massive double century, 227 off 319 deliveries, 27 fours and three sixes in that innings. Uh, Charlie Wakem also getting in with the runs with 72. Uh, Bo Webster with uh, another ton to his name, 100 flat off 175 balls, nine fours and three sixes. So it sets up pretty nicely for them there. Now in the other cricket, uh, a wake-up call uh, for England. Uh, they were, they've handed India their greatest ever victory in terms of runs. Uh, the final margin of victory was a big one. It was 400. 434 runs. India, 445 in the first innings in response. England, they, they were pretty good. They were they were at stumps on two for 200-odd and then just capitulated Joe Root with one of the worst shots I've ever seen on 18 on, on the first 20 minutes of the day. Tries to reverse scoop. Jasper Brummer hits it straight to second slip. Uh, and then they just capitulated from there, going from three for 224 to all out for 319, handing India a pretty handsome first innings lead. India then set the target of 557 for victory. Uh, Ashavi Jaiswal getting his second double century um, of the series, 214 not out. In response, England all out for 122. So really not what they wanted there. Here is the final wicket of that match. Down the track again goes Mark Wood and this time doesn't clear the fielder and it's quite fitting that it's the double centurion who will help Jadeja take his fifth wicket for the innings. Jezwal with the catch, Jadeja with the wicket, Wood goes for 33, England bowled out for 122 and India have absolutely walloped their visitors. They've won the third test match by 400 and 34 runs to go 2-1 up with two to play. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, India getting the job done over England. Thank you very much for joining me on Traders News in a Nutshell. We're out of time, but now the main course, Vossi and Brandy coming up for breakfast, 6 a.m. New South Wales, uh, 5 a.m. Queensland. Their special guest, as I've mentioned, is Ricky Ponting, so make sure to stick around for that. Thank you very much. I've been Charles Goodsir for Traders News in a Nutshell.